Welcome to Shedding Shackles, with real solutions to life's deepest issues. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello everyone. Today I'm going to be talking about some of my favorite topics, physics, metaphysics, and meditation. So let's get started. Christ told us that no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Looking back, remember, we're also warned in the Bible, we're warned to remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife, she looked back. So Christ also, in another place, he he told the disciples, he said, take nothing with you, don't take two coats or anything. Just go without taking anything. In another place, he said, anyone who leaves behind wife and family and parents and husband and so on, for my sake, anyone who does that will be rewarded a hundredfold in this life and in the kingdom to come. So what's that all about? Well, I would like for you to to look at it in terms of, of each individual moment. So let me read you something that I wrote in this regard. Understand that if you meet each moment with awareness, you will have access to wisdom and patience from above. And whatever comes to you to say or do, often nothing needs to be said or done. You remain detached in the spirit. You do not enter into the moment yourself, but what is in you may enter the moment. You are the vehicle and, in a sense, the spectator. If you do anything, it will be as if someone else were doing it. Truth and love operate, and you then face the next moment. Nothing of the prior moment sticks. You did not do anything other than observe, watch, and were at the ready to serve God in what is right. See, the problem is that when you go out the way you have been doing it and the way everyone has been doing it, you go into the world and and you become entangled. You become enmeshed. Your ego becomes involved. And you try to make something happen you try to second guess, you try to make the right decision, you try to make an impression on someone, everything impinges upon you and you seek to deal with it and you're pulled into the flesh and into the thought stream. You see? And so then you operate in this state where you're separated from God's light, where you don't flow from from wisdom and flow from love from within. Your actions instead are in reaction to the outside emotionally and you try to figure out what to do and you have to make a decision and you feel pressure and whatever you do in that state it lacks wisdom it lacks love it has emotion it has some kind of a thought process but it doesn't have understanding and so you act imperfectly and then you have to look behind and with anxiety, with guilt, with fear, with resentment. You see that you messed it up. It didn't work out. You're frustrated. And it's like that. Do you see? And so you have a memory of that moment. And then you try to figure out, well, the next time I'll do this and I'll do that. And then when the next moment comes, instead of meeting the moment with fresh eyes and spontaneous and standing back and watching and not getting pulled in, Instead, you try to do what you had thought of last time. And now, once again, you fall flat on your face 
and you mess it up. Do you see how your ego involvement messes everything up? You have to learn to be detached. You learn detachment when you meditate properly. You go out into the world with that detachment. And when the moment arrives, you watch. And if something is required of you, then you speak or act. But it flows from what is within. Do you see what I mean? You bring forth what is within. And it's not you. It's him in you. And so, whatever you do, when you've gotten your ego out of the way, and it comes forth spontaneously from intuition, and with no energy other than patience, then it's right. And then you are ready to face the next moment. You don't have to look back. Nothing of the moment sticks because you didn't enter into the moment yourself. You didn't do anything imperfectly that you have to worry about or second guess or be guilty over. Do you see how that is? So now do you understand when Christ said to move forward? So it's very, very beautiful. Let me continue reading. In this sort of environment, in other words, when you approach life with a detached state of awareness, in this sort of environment, what is done will be right and there will be no need to look back. You remain ready for the next moment. In the Bible, we are warned to remember Lot's wife, who looked back. In yet another place, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No man who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Christ told us to leave behind everything and follow him. But he promises, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers, or sisters, or mother, or father, or children, or lands for my sake and for the gospel, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses, and brothers, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. Consider these words of Jesus as applied to each moment of life. When you live life this way, you will not become entangled, nor will you have acted of yourself leaving something to revisit in the mind and leaving an exciter of emotion for the future. No guilt, no memory, no emotion. You remain the observer and float through life effortlessly and without guilt or anxiety. Notice how sometimes when you get lost in a daydream or lost in someone's words, you come out of it with anxiety. That happens sometimes too, to some people when they come out of a movie. I remember having gone to a, a movie, you know, at a movie theater, and you know how big they are and how bright and how loud they are and so on. I come out of there, I feel kind of totally spaced out, totally out of it, totally um, unfit, as it were, for life. Do you see what I mean? I have to recover. I have to recover from that movie. It takes a little while to recover to come back. Well, that's the way most people live their life. They, each moment is like, is like that. They get pulled into everything. And the excitement of the moment, the intrigue, the, the loudness of it, the ego involvement of it, and so on and so forth, pulls you in. And then you're, you're lost in that. And you come out of it with anxiety because you were separated from your Creator, separated from love and from wisdom. And you wonder, what did I do? What did I do? What did I think? You don't even know. It's like someone who got drunk and then the next morning they can't remember what they did. It's something like that. And then you feel anxiety. 
what happened. See what I mean? So you must learn to go through life in a detached way. Don't get pulled into anything. Stand back. Stand back from conversations. Stand back from gossip. Stand back from music. Stand back from work. Stand back from everything. It doesn't mean that you can't work. We do need to work. But work without being deeply into it. Now, it's, it's easy to work when you have work with your hands. It keeps you properly occupied without falling deeply into it. And it's okay to work and to think about what you have to do and so on. That's all right. But watch out for, for the work that involves people. If you have a job that involves dealing with people, it can really pull you in. You have to watch out. Don't resent people. That, see, that's another problem. If, you, if you're afraid of getting pulled in, then you resent people or avoid them. See? Well, then you'll have to remember that you resented them and avoided them. And not only will you not have faced the moment, but now you feel guilty for having run or resented. So don't let that happen either. So the secret is the meditation. Can you see that that's the most important thing you can do each moment to begin the day with meditation? And then having found that meditative state of mind to go out into the world with a little detachment and then face each moment, deal with each moment properly, and then you're able, you're free to see the next moment. Do you see? And you're free for the next moment. It's when we get involved in one moment, we fall away from wisdom and love. And then when the next moment comes, we're still thinking back of the last moment and what we didn't handle properly and what we messed up and what they said and what she said. And, and then in that unaware, unwise state, then you mess up the next moment. You see what I mean? So the whole process of the day must begin with meditation and then move forward and meet each moment. And then at the end of the day, you don't even remember what happened. You have this sweet, innocent sleep of a babe and wake up the next morning refreshed and ready for the next day. Meditation is a way of life. It's not a ritual. It's not words. It's not any particular thing. It's a way of life. Like breathing is a way of life. Without breathing, we don't have any life. And so, meditation is very similar. When you breathe, you empty your lungs and you, you take in fresh air. And then you extract something from that and then you breathe it out. And so that's the way meditation is. Meditation is a hungering and a thirsting. Christ talked about hungering and thirsting after righteousness. And he said, blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness. And you could also say a yearning. It could be wondering, questioning. You see, the state of being, a state of mind, a feeling of being okay and happy and free. 
and connected with something good and something wholesome. I can't think of the words to put to it. You'll just have to see in your own memories of times when you maybe strayed and you wanted to get back to what's good and pure and wholesome and true and right. Well, that's what I'm talking about, a yearning for that. That's exactly what meditation is all about. So may I recommend that you get started. Now's the best time. You've heard the old Chinese proverb, when's the best time to plant a tree? And then the answer is 10 years ago. And when's the second best time? Today. So get started today. Get the little meditation and give it a try. It's so simple. It's so simple. It could do you a world of good. In these challenging times in which we live, Roland has decided to make the complete four-part meditation exercise available for free to those who cannot afford a donation. The meditation exercise is a tool for dealing with stress and remaining centered. To listen to the complete four-part meditation exercise, simply go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the middle icon, Meditation. That's SheddingShackles.com Are you experiencing stress, anxiety, or unhappiness? Do you feel weighed down by the past? Stay tuned for a special message from Roland Trujillo, host of the Shedding Shackles radio program. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as Evocación from the piano suite Iberia by the Spanish composer Isaac Albeniz, which you heard about five minutes ago. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. At one point Christ said, Be perfect, even as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now how can we be perfect? Perfect if our action is perfect. And how can our action or our words, our movements, how can they be perfect if they are from another dimension? If they are from another dimension, the perfect action is almost timeless. It begins in another dimension, enters this realm, touches and makes changes for the better, and then is gone. Christ said, the wind blows wherever it will, and you hear the sound it makes, but you do not know where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Many times Christ said of myself, I can do nothing. It is the Father within who 
does the works. If you get your ego out of the way so that you don't respond with anger, hurt feelings, impatience, resentment. And if you haven't set goals, if you don't allow yourself to set ambitious goals or to be under pressure, you know, where people pressure you to do this or that and deadlines and all that kind of stuff. If you're able to move simply, easily, gracefully, like, like the child does, spontaneously, and then you must also do something else. You must meditate with the proper meditation. Begin each day with meditation so you can be close to your intuition and your conscience because that's, that's the source. If you are to receive guidance for perfect action, perfect words, perfect response, then it must come from the heavenly realm. It must come through you from your timeless center. It must come from God. And in order for that to happen, you have to be close to your intuition because that is your access to this heavenly realm, to this wordless guidance from within. To the extent that you idolize other people, follow other people, look to other people for guidance, to the extent that you resent other people, that you have resentment or hurt feelings or anger toward them, to the extent that you make too important what other people think about you, to the extent that you have goals, to the extent that you have ambition or have been tricked into being ambitious, you know, where someone tricks you into rushing for something, to the extent that you're fixated upon something, fixated upon resenting someone or judging someone or to the extent that you're caught up in their words, lost in their words, hanging on every, their every word, to any extent that what I have said is where you're at, then that interferes with perfect access. What you need is perfect access. Maybe you won't be able to have perfect access because of the nature that you inherit and a lifetime of struggle and a lifetime of anger and a lifetime of memories and traumas from imperfect actions of the past and from a lifetime of paying too much attention to what others think and say and then doing what they think and say. Because of that and because of your nature, you have become used to escaping. Almost everyone is an escape artist. If not escaping into things and substances and activities, then escaping into thoughts, escaping into imagination. And we do it almost instantly. We escape into imagination. The slightest failing in reality, and immediately we're lost in our imagination. And that's become your habit. So because of this practice, your mind has a tendency, and your soul, not having been properly instructed now, has just a tendency to float away with daydreams and with thoughts. And so those will still rise up, and now you must quietly watch them and let them pass. Watch the thoughts rise let it pass. Watch the emotion try to rise, let it pass. Watch the resentment approach, let it pass. And keep snapping back to reality, snapping back to awareness, out of the daydream, out of emotions, back to the present, and meditate for closeness to your intuition. 
And the more you can be in touch with your intuition, the more the perfect action will come through you. Christ said, the wind blows wherever it will, and you hear the sound it makes, but do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. The wind moves, but we don't see it, yet it can be a tremendous force. The wind can be gentle, like a summer breeze, or it can be a powerful force that whips the waves and shakes the trees. Wind, a force you cannot see. And wind is actually an analog at a lower level of the pre-time force. The pre-time force is that force that is in another dimension that is timeless, but that touches our dimension. In fact, made and makes and sustains our dimension. It's everywhere. It's gravity. And in fact, it shapes, molds, twists, revolves, spins itself into things. Everything that you see, beginning with the smallest particle, is made from it. And yet we don't know. We don't see it. You can't see it. And it's, it's of another dimension. It's timeless, but it enters into our dimension and it is creative and it is powerful and it governs everything. Now, it is everything. It makes you, the flower, the bee, the, the rock, the planet. Everything is made of it. This force spins itself into little spinning proto particles, little spinning monopoles that combine together, opposite spins combining, and then making bigger and bigger particles and electrons and even light. A couple of examples of this force, so you can take note of it. For example, when you are in your car, if you press very hard on the accelerator, you accelerate. And as you accelerate, you feel a force pushing on you. That is, in fact, that pre-time force pushing upon you. You see, it regulates. In fact, it sets the speed limit for the universe. Light somehow has a special relationship with the lines of this force. And a photon of light surfs. You've heard of surfing the internet. The photon of light surfs the universe. It is dedicated to a line of force and it follows that line of force. And it goes on forever following that line of force. But it only reaches a certain speed, the speed of light, and no faster. Because there's a regulating force. See, these lines of force go through each other without affecting each other. Just like Albert Einstein's phantom trains passing on the same track. Two phantom trains going through each other. Likewise, these Lines of force go through each other. The photon rides the line of force in one direction, but coming from the opposite direction is a line of force that when the photon reaches a certain speed, the speed of light, then it restrains it. Do you see? And it appears when there's some kind of change. 
if you're traveling along at the same speed in your frame of reference relative to everything else, you don't feel it. So when you're driving down the highway, you could be going 60 miles an hour and you don't feel any restraining force. But the moment you romp down on the accelerator and start to accelerate, you feel the push upon you. It's marvelous. So can you see that this pre-time force, this mysterious powerful force that you can't see but which shapes everything and regulates everything and restrains everything and moves everything, can you see that it's analogous to the Spirit, to God's love that He sends, and to the Holy Spirit, which teaches and restrains and regulates and gives powers to the human being. And so, Spirit from God has an analogy, and that is the pre-time force, the gravity force, the field around us. And another analogy would be the wind. Christ often spoke of the wind. The wind is like breath, the breath of God that moves, that you can't see it, but it moves and has power and is creative and has effects. And yet, when the spirit moves, it enters and it makes wonderful changes and restrains and teaches and is creative, then it's gone. And it made wonderful changes, but it itself is not changed. It's like a catalyst. It enters in and operates, but it is not changed. It is not used up. It gives without having to lose of itself. And it can give forever because it's infinite. There's no end to it. It's the magic of God. So we could call this pre-time force, which is the subject of this little talk. And I, I just wanted to mention spirit, and I wanted to mention the wind as analogies. This mysterious force, we could call it the God force. It is the medium that God uses to create and regulate and move upon and sustain this physical dimension in which we live. It's the most wonderful thing. And all you have to do is begin to accelerate, and there it is. There it is. Restraining. See, it moves. It creates. It sustains. It gives life even. And then it gently restrains what it has made. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. <laughs>